आराम से आइएगा यहाँ पे फोर्स है ज्यादा संभाल के आइएगा सो इवन यू सी एट फोर्स ऑफ वाटर दैट्स प्रेजेंट दीजिए दैट्स प्रेजेंट ओवर हियर आपका घर है ये तो पानी भर रहा है तो क्या करेंगे अभी आप लोग अभी तो पानी इतना नहीं है आएगा तो कुछ सुरक्षित जगह पे जाना पड़ेगा Cyclone Bipur Joy has passed the coast of Gujarat but its aftermath and impact continues to be on the ground many people are right now being evacuated as they have lost their homes this is one a truck which is right now taking these people as all these people who have been living in the low lying areas their house has completely destroyed uh, right now have with me one of the women who is uh, crying and she is saying that uh, her house has completely collapsed माता जी आप कहाँ से हैं आप क्या हुआ बता परिवार से हमारा बता क्या हो गया आपका घर टूट गया बता टूट गया घर बहन टूट गया क्या है नती लेके आए ट्रैक्टर लेके आए चढ़ाया आपके परिवार वाले ठीक है परिवार पता ठीक रह गया पत्थर उठ गया मकान उठ गया आप लोग अपने साथ क्या सामान ला पाए हैं इनसे पूछिए बच्चों को लेकर आप आए सामान सब रह गया सब कीमती सामान पैसे वैसे सब छोकरा लेना है और ये आपकी बेटी है जो आप बता रहे थे कि चल नहीं पाती है ये सुशी बैठ जाइए आप प्लीज 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 बैठिए प्लीज बैठिए पैसे जो पैसे थे वो भी वही रह गए people i'm rishika barua good evening and welcome cyclone bipur joy has dominated the headlines this week those 
were some of the stories of the lives lost, the homes destroyed, the livelihoods that have been taken away, the people who've been the hardest hit, primarily across Gujarat, parts of Rajasthan and even in Pakistan. Now, these headlines will change, but the human suffering will not. Yesterday, it was the cyclone that was top of mind for all of us. Today, it's the incessant rain in Rajasthan in the aftermath of the cyclone. It's the intense monsoons triggering flash floods in Assam, in Sikkim. Again, a story that we're all too familiar with. It's people dying due to the severe heat in Uttar Pradesh. That's dominating the headlines today. But again, will change tomorrow. However, we can no longer afford to other the climate crisis staring at us in the face. This is not an Uttar Pradesh problem, a Rajasthan problem, a Northeast problem or a Gujarat problem. This is our problem. Whether it's extreme droughts, whether it's huge wildfires, whether it is fierce, severe cyclonic storms, or whether it is the fluctuating monsoons, which basically means longer, drier periods and bursts of extremely heavy rain. All of this, all the extreme heat, all of this is our problem. Here's why we should care about it and how it impacts us. It doesn't only lead to the loss of lives of others, the deterioration of health, the loss of jobs, the loss of school hours, all of this now impacts all of us. The list goes on. Today on We the People in the aftermath of yet another cyclone, we look at the human cost of climate change. Joining us in the Delhi studio, I have uh, Bhavreen Khandari. She's an environmentalist and a member of my Right to Breathe, also a warrior mom. We have uh, Ronak Sutaria, founder of Respirer Living Sciences Private Limited, joining us from Bombay. I have Nagra Jadwe, member of the Teachers Against the Climate Crisis. He's an author of Global Warming in India, Science, Impacts and Politics 2022. He's also a climate change expert. And we have Mahesh Palavat, vice president of uh, meteorology and climate change, Skymet Weather, joining us. Thank you all very much for being with us in this edition of We the People. I want to begin, uh, you know, by, by, by just sort of talking about Nagra Jadwe, why, why we should all care about what happened in this particular cyclone or any other cyclone. This is not a coastal India problem, right? Pollution is not a Delhi problem. Uh, extreme rain is not a Northeast problem. This is something that we all need to wake up and, you know, in, in a certain, sign, certain sense, personalize, is it not? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, this is not the first cyclone that's happened. It's, there have been a, a series of cyclones that have happened over the last few years. And the science suggests that actually they have been, and particularly on the Arabian coast, they have been getting more intense, more frequent by 2%, and they also last for longer. I mean, this cyclone was for nine days, where normally cyclones are for four or five days. And the fact of the matter is that they very directly impact different social groups differently, and I've seen over the years, I mean, I've been following climate change now for 16 years, there is no area and there is no community that's immune from climate change anymore. So whether it's the heat stress in the entire North India, of which we've seen the deaths now in, not just UP, also in Bihar. Yes. It's actually 98 deaths, right? Or whether it is sea level rise in the long run, and that's going to be the very long run, mind you. It's happening not just in Gujarat, but all over India's coast. And also it is the communities that are impacted by this particular cyclone. So on the coastal areas, it could be the fishers who've lost their livelihood. It could be the salt pan workers who've lost their livelihood. It could be farmers near the coast because you've got storm surges bringing in salt water. Then you go slightly further into northern Gujarat, you've got farmers again now being impacted by this intense rainfall that follows the cyclone. And then in urban areas, I mean, you're reporting on Barmer, right? Yes. So Barmer has lakhs of people who are working in urban areas, in outdoors, you know, ready pullers, cycle rickshaw pullers, shops, 
you know so we're talking of literally of millions of people who are impacted by what is the end of the end of the day not a very severe cyclone it's not as severe as for instance cyclone amphan yes where 1 million homes were damaged yes. right yes. but yes. if this cyclone is even an order of magnitude that is say even 10 times less than amphan we're talking of 1 lakh homes right if it's even 100 times this is like 10000 homes so it's like a non trivial number and typically we've seen from experience that that's affecting the underprivileged the far more yes. that is to say that those least responsible are getting impacted the you most you know i think it's it, it's it's very important to not make this about the numbers uh, isn't it ronak sutari if i can bring you into the conversation you know you've tracked this and you've been on several shows with us in the past as well it isn't about a number anymore because the impact of extreme weather events is not something that we can quantify anymore because it's affecting the quality of life not just of people who are saying the eye of the storm in the case of this particular cyclone but it's affecting urban india and rural india equally so i think like you said the human cost you know and the cost actually when of course deaths occur it is tragic and you know it, it makes it to the top of the news but frankly the what the effect is being seen is you know the scale of it is so wide across the country and i was looking at some official figures for actually homes damaged you know due to extreme weather events and like the speaker earlier said you know 423000 homes that's 4 lakh homes uh, have been officially documented by the government to have been damaged due to extreme weather events now extreme weather events is a very well defined uh, you know thing in the country in india actually and over 1 lakh animals have said to have died from uh, these kind of situations so of course numbers of course is not the 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 central part of the story but the way it's happening you know we had a tragic train accident you know a lot of focus was there but it was one incident yeah. you know with a lot of human lives lost over here you know we are losing lives 115 lives actually globally are said to be lost due to um, extreme weather events uh, so this is a phenomena which you know is is happening just like air pollution is taking away years of our life literally all the time uh, extreme weather events um, is a phenomena which is underway um uh, migration you know we are there are people moving cities and states are uh, being forced to move you know and these are all the human costs you know today i met you i have actually moved i moved out of bombay i mean you introduced me as from bombay but okay. i moved out of bombay uh, a few months ago and i'm now in pune the last time you, you were probably with us you were still out of bombay which is why that, i was still and actually to be honest it's unlivable but i think this know, it's it, very interesting that you say that because i think migration out of cities uh, is also intrinsic to this problem but you know given how serious this issue is and i think uh, uh, you know whether it's ronak or whether it's nagraj adwe i think you you both sort of set the premise of this conversation really well the question then bhavreen that comes to mind is why is this not an election issue why is climate change Absolutely. not the top political issue going into any election i mean look at the kind of Absolutely. election issues that we're we're debating and we're talking about and i don't want to get into what those are and the merits and demerits of that but why is nobody taking to the streets to talk about climate change so um, I, i would say uh, you know this is uh, been the problem with air pollution also and we've always said this that uh, until it's not an electoral issue we were not going to win this situation and this is exactly what is happening with climate change and even probably worse and uh, you know I was discussing with the kids here and uh, they also feel that even the citizens don't take this as seriously uh, you know as we should in fact they are the ones who are also hit by uh, such major uh, you know disasters like uh, you know this one so um, uh, and uh, you know for the governments uh, and uh, you know the 
politicians, they are usually in denial. I mean, we always take this, you know, it just happens. Cyclones just happen. You know, air is dirty, it just happens. It, it's, we are not understanding. So I would say here, the most important thing, you know, uh, summing up, uh, you know, Mr. Nagraj and Ronak, saying that prevention is better than cure. We have seen the loss, and the loss, as we just, uh, you know, Ronak uh, specified, it's not only the cost or the figures, it's the human cost Absolutely. that matters. What, what about the child who's not going to go for months and probably a year to the school? Hmm. How it's going to affect? Hmm. Or the family who's lost their property and will have to probably move, and even if they don't have to move and they have to start their lives all over sure. again, sure. It's, it's, a, it's disastrous. They usually say that anyone who goes through a major, like an earthquake or a, a cyclone or any of these, uh, you know, crisis, climate crisis uh, situations, it, it affects almost two generations. So, so the, these, this is how, this is what happens, and this is what cannot be measured. It cannot be a figure. Right. No figure, you know, uh, right. justifies. So, so uh, first of all, I think the, like I said, the, it's the prevention. The, are, are we, are we? When I say we, because we don't have the capability and the capacity, I mean the governments. Are they doing enough? Right. Are we, uh, you know, say for example, in a case like this, are we protecting the coastal ecosystems? Or say, are we promoting the, uh, you know, renewable energy as much as we should? Right. You know, we are. Right. We, we are doing. Good, are we, are, are we, we doing enough? Are I we think doing that's enough? A, that's, no. that's a valid question. And, you know, the reason I, uh, uh, Mahesh Palawat, you know, comes into the conversation and uh, very important, Mr. Palawat, because, you know, you've been with us throughout our continuous coverage of the cyclone as well. And, you know, understanding these phenomena. I mean, there's a, there's, there's a recent report uh, which basically attributes, you know, the, these, these extreme weather events, the stronger cyclones that we are seeing uh, as a direct result of climate change. I mean, there's a report on ocean temperatures rising, for instance, surface temperatures one degree hotter over the, over the course of the last yeah. 140 years. Why is this not something... Yeah. Uh, I mean, th this report is out there in the public domain, right? It's been written about, it's been reported on. Uh, a, why do you think that this doesn't become, uh, you know, as big an issue as it should be? We only talk about climate change when there's something extreme that's happening and there's something extreme to report on. And the second part of the question that I want to ask you is what Bhavreen said, prevention better than cure. I mean, is this now just rhetorical perhaps? Have we passed that stage of prevention better than cure? Are we now just in damage control mode? Or do you think that, you know, there is still something that can be done if this is indeed an issue that, you know, that is taken up by governments seriously, something can be done to perhaps arrest the deterioration that we are seeing? Yes, uh, we can, uh, we can, now also we can change the uh, climate and uh, because if we restore the green cover, uh, reduce the greenhouse gases, Hmm. Uh, uh, move towards uh, renewable energy and uh, this is not a very big issue to the public because uh, they are not aware of the climate change because this they think that uh, cyclones are coming every year they are coming uh, in east coast they are uh, habitual of getting cyclones in uh, over tamil nadu odisha bangladesh andhra pradesh these areas but hmm. now uh, this intensity of cyclone and frequency of cyclone is increasing over arabian sea as well and now the Gujarat, uh, last to last, last year, Taute was there, now this uh, joy And again and again, there will be more intense cyclone which will be impacting east, uh, west coast of the country, particularly uh, Gujarat and Maharashtra. Right. And, uh, but, but people, uh, they are very casual about this because they don't, they do not understand the climate change. They are not educated about that, that this is the impact of climate change that hmm. more and more intense weather are impacting their life. Hmm. Uh, 
but uh, because uh, they are not aware so they think this is the natural phenomena it happens and uh, and it, in delhi we are in delhi and we know that uh, every year during winter season there is uh, uh, severe pollution hazardous pollution is yes. there so we are used to it so we are not uh, worried about it now so but this is the uh, responsibility of uh, masses as well as government to address this issue uh, sincerely and uh, do something to reverse the impact of climate change and better our life you know uh... Uh, Mahesh Palavat, I want to quickly ask you a follow-up question on this report, which is which is talking about the rising sea temperature. Why should we care about this report? Can you break it down for the benefit of our audience, of our viewers? See, the the when uh, the air temperatures are rising, sea surface temperatures are rising. If sea surface temperatures are rising, earlier the Bay of Bengal was much warmer than Arabian Sea. Now it is also Arabian Sea is also competing with Bay of Bengal. That's why the uh, the uh, number of cyclones are increasing over yes. Arabian Sea. Earlier the, there was a ratio of seven is to three. Uh, seven uh, cyclones over Bay of Bengal and three over Arabian Sea. Now, since last four to five days, the equal number of cyclones are uh, uh, generating over uh, Arabian Sea as well. Right. So, uh, so we can say the air temperature is rising. When air temperature is rising, then it is it uh, the capacity to hold the moisture is also increasing. That's why the intense weather activities are on rise. Cloud burst is increasing. Intense uh, rainfall, the severe uh, or you can say uh, heavy to very heavy downpour, which usually happens. Uh, earlier, it, it used to take four yes. to five days uh, for such uh, rainfall to occur. But now, uh, the same amount of rainfall is uh, uh, happening in a right. uh, span of eight hours, ten hours, or twenty-four hours. Yes, so and I think you know you've explained this phenomena. You've explained this phenomena to us in the past as well, of you know extremely heavy short spells of rainfall and how that's actually uh, counterproductive to the water that we all need. Uh, Harshanshu from the audiences, we have a we have a young audience here of college-going students. Thank you all uh, for being with us. You you had a question as well. S Go sir, ahead. despite all the steps taken by the government, like to include climate change in the school curriculum and all, somehow the layman population of India can't really relate to the climate change as an issue. What steps do you think or what suggestions can you give can be taken to educate point. the masses? That's, yeah, a, that's sure. a very good point. Yeah, sure. I, I, you know, I think that's actually changed. So, in my experience, the last 16 years, that possibly may have been the case about a decade ago. But for a number of reasons, I think people's understanding and awareness has grown. Uh, one is partly because these extreme events have become far more frequent, far more common. And they are getting broadcast into people's homes through TV channels like NDTV and so on. So, it's there. For young people, I think that actually because of the access to social media, to WhatsApp groups, etc., there's also a greater level of, much greater level of awareness right now. Why it's not a political issue, which was the question that was raised earlier, I think that, you know, the main reason is that for most people have much more pressing livelihood issues in their lives, which is the front of their burner. At the moment, climate change, despite the accelerating impacts, is still slightly back of the burner. And despite the fact that that might still change, which is why it's not a political issue. But in terms of an under, they might have an understanding. So for instance, farmers and so on may fully see the way in which the changes in rainfall, erratic rainfall, more intense rainfall events, etc., the way, it, because it is affecting them, because it, it affects their very livelihood, right? So they can very well understand that. They may not necessarily link it to climate change, but they understand it. People in urban areas but... and among younger people, I think the awareness has definitely grown. I've seen, I certainly think a lot more can be done. In particular, I think the government needs to put out regular, updated information, in yes. multiple languages. Because, yes. you know, a lot of the 
lot of the writing is in english like you take the ipcc report for instance right it's a landmark report right yes yes but it's not in hindi it's not in marathi it's not in gujarati sure right it needs to be the inutav simple accessible right in simple language you know, put it out i i agree with you to an extent and and there's also another point of view that i want to put forth there was a recent lancet report uh, yes. i don't know if you've chanced upon it which talks about a loss of 167 billion potential workers right. lost for indian laborers for instance all of this is an impact of the extreme heat wave and and you know we we have we have documented deaths uh because of the, of the heat wave in india there have been several deaths have been reported in in uttar pradesh and bihar just today uh so it's not like it's not affecting it's not affecting people's Absolutely. livelihoods it's a it's a very real impact on yes. people's livelihoods it's buried unfortunately in a report so it's not widely talked about ronak sutari if i can bring you back into the conversation you know what is it really going to take for us to stop othering climate change is not my problem but you know the next person's problem so uh, rishik i'll tell you you know the elephant in the room here actually uh and like you said uh this uh, why is it not becoming a political issue is really the attribution part you know i mean we we are all aware we are all experiencing it frankly the attribution to the human induced uh things that are happening you know how much of the human induced uh, uh things you know are really contributing to this is is very hard to actually make peace with you know because today right. if i told you and and, and the young uh, uh person in your in your audience asked a question and frankly if he said that all the people who drive to schools uh should stop you know hmm. it's a very very difficult inconvenient thing to do hmm. you know or if i said the flyovers that are getting created you know and mumbai just announced a 5000 crore flyover on the western express highway uh, do we need it we don't know but the amount of concrete steel that is going to go into it sure. you know is there a better way to transport people from point a to point b other than flyovers i mean these will be tough questions because cars you know drive economies um you know so some of the very core and you know we track uh, co2 methane yes. at the industrial level you know and the industry is the backbone of the country but that is the elephant in the room you know sure. are we ready to and, face that and you know like you said absolutely these are tough questions many of these questions we don't really have answers to and you know they're all very valid questions but at the same time nobody's really in a position uh, you know to answer those questions or make some sweeping changes in their day to day lives these are all really tough decisions which is why they have to be done at a larger level there have there have to be policies in place and rules and regulations in place to enforce some of these decisions but bhavin you know let's talk about something as simple as how this is impacting the next generation i introduced you on the show as a warrior mom because you know you've really sort of been at the forefront of fighting air pollution and whether it's extreme heat extreme rain or air pollution for instance is a problem in northern india schools have been shut i mean these are children who anyway lost out on uh, two good years of their education because of the pandemic and now they are being kept home almost immediately after schools opened up there was extreme rainfall and then extreme air pollution so children had to stay home absolutely it's uh, um, it's uh, you know devastating effects on um, on the children you know we've seen uh, during covid how uh, how how the children suffered the mental health has been such a big issue and this is exactly uh, you know uh, because uh, covid was something that everyone went through so uh, of course we uh, you know uh, we were we fortunately not been part of any of the cyclones or we've not been hit but we know what our children and everybody's child went through so this is exactly and worse is happening so uh, you know there is just no doubt that uh, any any drastic change like this 
you know, uh, it just brings turmoil. And uh, this is, you know, when we, uh, again, I'll repeat that, you know, the all these figures and data, like you've said, But you know, don't you nothing. feel we've become better at damage control? I mean, whether it is our disaster response That's to exactly natural disasters, or whether it's the fact that we're very close to quick schools, uh, you know, in the event of air pollution. ad hoc, uh, you know, measures. That's why I said that it's a prevention that we have to work on. Right. I mean, after all, everybody said, uh, the scientists are here, experts are here, so I'm not even talking. But, you know, for, for forever, the Arabian Sea was a cooler uh, ocean. Right. Yes. And yes. it's obviously, yes. it's warming up. Yes. So why is think, it warming up? I think net, net, like I said, you know, we've become we've become better at damage control yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. over the years. We are we, more empowered control. at damage yeah, control. But is that really the solution going forward? So and what me, more perhaps needs to be done? Yes. So actually, you know, it's true that actually young people in recent years have become a lot more anxious about climate change than they used to be. And that got triggered partly by an IPCC special report of the 1.5 degrees report. Yes. Because actually it was misreported. It was uh, The report actually said you have 12 years to prevent further warming of yes. the crisis. It was misunderstood as saying that you have 12 years left to save the earth. And that triggered a lot of anxiety. And now that's getting fueled by that, every extreme That process event. should have started yesterday. Yeah, let's ju let's yeah. just summarize so, it at that. I'm so. afraid I'm completely out of time. But thank you all very much for joining us on this edition of We the People. Good night. <laughs>